Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Arrow on Target. Hey everybody, welcome to Arrow on Target. We are your hosts. That's right, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. Chris, this is the season finale. It was. This ends our uh, our seasons of both, this week anyway, ends our seasons of both uh, the Flash on Target podcast and the Arrow on Target podcast. Um, and that is true. Yeah, we'll, we'll be into uh, the summer break. Yep. Um, you can check out the uh, the Flash on Target podcast if you watch that show. We have the uh, we break down the season finale and what you can expect from next season um, over uh, at stayontargetpodcast.com. You can find us on Stitcher or on iTunes as well. Yeah, and you and you also uh, we also talked a lot about kind of the Legends of Tomorrow, which has been teased. Yep, and uh, I'll post that um, trailer in this podcast at stayontargetpodcast.com. Yeah, we can talk a little bit about that on this episode, too, uh, probably a little bit later on, just uh, to kind of give some thoughts and uh, and that sort of thing. Because a lot of the characters, I mean, all of the characters are from both Flash and Arrow. Like, they're pulled from these universes, so um, it looks very interesting. I, I thought the trailer was looked awesome. Yeah, well, what's really interesting is, um, you know, as of you know right now... Well, jumping into this episode a little bit, we don't really know what's happened to Ray, and so like I don't know, like will they resolve that in the beginning of? I would I would think they would resolve that in the beginning of Legends Tomorrow, whenever they like gather the team together. Like in these team up movies, there's always the like, all right, we're getting the t- they're getting the gang together, man. Yeah, there's a, there's at least one person who really really wants to get everybody together. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and guys, I like you all. We need to just get together. Yeah, we need we need to be buddies. Um, and go fight crime. So, yeah, I think they actually, in, the, in that trailer, the trailer that I saw, they kind of dealt, dealt with it anyway. Like, that was the big thing. Like, whenever, like, whenever the Ray thing happened at the end of this episode, I immediately was just like, what? Because it wasn't, like, it, it would normally, on a different show, it would have been the cliffhanger. Like, it would have been the right. last thing you see. But because this show isn't about, Ray and it's an Oliver show. The last thing that we actually saw was uh, Oliver and Felicity riding off into the sunset. So it, it's interesting. Um, it was an interesting placement, I thought, of this big cliffhanger kind of thing. And it, it, it kind of like a- afterwards, I was like, "Wait, what? Is, did that just happen?" You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, th- I just think we'll we'll resolve that in Legends of Tomorrow. And uh, and they're setting that up for that. Um, let's move dive into the the episode a little bit. So, yeah. uh, first of all, we kind of we uh, it was Raz Al Ghul's um, kind of uh, his 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 reason for doing all this was kind of unveiled, if you will. And he was gonna kill. What was the guy's name who he wanted to kill? Um, oh, it was Damien Dark, his uh, nemesis. Yes. We've we've talked about him before. We've monologued about him before. Um, right. Uh, on one of those episodes that we wish we had seen the backstory of. Um, Which now, like now that like we kind of like I, you know, moving into next season, it's like I feel like we might get a little bit of that backstory. Which means we might see this version of Roz again. But I don't know. You know, I mean, if we see that in flashbacks, maybe um, if yeah. we continue following Oliver and his uh, five-year journey around the uh, around the globe, um, we may not see it because it seemed like whenever he, um, whenever Raish told Oliver 
about Damien. Oliver didn't seem like he recognized the name. He didn't seem to recognize anything about it, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I, I think that maybe next season we see uh, Damien Dark being the, the big bad guy um, because obviously he has some sort of a dealing in uh, Starling City because he had his he was in Starling City until he heard about uh, Raish's plan and then he obviously bailed. Yeah, which is funny because it's like, okay, uh, Oliver can't find find him, but uh, Damien Dark knows whenever, the, the second that Ra's al Ghul steps, place, step, steps foot in Starling City. It's just like, how does he know? Well, I mean, here's my theory uh, about Damien Dark and about um, Raish al Ghul. Is like, Raish has, he said something like, you know, I had someone who could potentially challenge and he thought that he was the leader of the league of shadows or league of assassins. And I let him live or whatever, uh, or he got away. And so like, my thing is how do we know that Damien dark isn't actually the rightful leader of the league of assassins? I mean, I guess with the only side of this story, the only version of this story is uh, by Raish, and Raish is a manipulative, lying guy. Like it's already established that he, he, you know, has, he did everything he could to get Oliver um, into the League of, of Assassins. And I guess something else that I had questioned about this episode, like if that was his big plan, was to gas uh, Damian Dark in Starling City, why not just do it? Why make right. it such a big deal to get Oliver Queen on your side, like or whatever? Like, why not just just make it happen? You know? Yeah, like yeah, we. we that's what. It's a good point. You know, like so if that's yeah if that's his if his that's his end goal. You know why why even say you're retiring from the league? Maybe that was the secondary goal. Like, hey, I want to retire from the league and go after Damian Dark. You yeah, know, and, and finish what I started whenever I first started this thing. You know, right. Right. Um, another question that I had was like, what? What's to? Who's to say that Damien Dark hasn't acquired a uh, a? Oh, what do you call it? A like the um, the antidote for this strain, or like, what, right. who, who's to say he's not inoculated? You know, whatever. It's like if it's if it's as easy to come by and it's easy as easy to synthesize. Um, as just touching someone, I guess, you know, subcutaneously uh, inoculating people like Malcolm did in this episode. Who's to say, like, this thing has been around for at least five years, you know, at this point? Because right. Oliver encountered it five years ago in, in China, in Shanghai. So, I mean, I, I just don't know. Like, it's, it's, it seems like there's a lot of flaws in this plan if he's really wanting to kill Damien Dark. Yeah, for sure. I mean... Yeah, that was just my big question with it. You know, it's just like, you know, it's, it's a good plan and all, but like, why go through all this trouble, you know? Yeah. And why does Oliver have to be the one to do it? Um, yeah. But that's his plan. It fails um, pretty uh, pretty dramatically. Uh, he gets killed. <laughs> like, right Oliver off the kills bat, him. things just start going wrong. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, it's, we're definitely assured that. Uh, the city still hates him. Um, uh, Doctor or not, Doctor uh, Detective Lance still hates him. Yep. Um, yeah. This is this is another big question I have out of this. I have a lot of questions, John. <laughs> there, this this episode was definitely full of the uh, the old huh. <laughs> um. Okay. So Arrow's back now. So we know that uh, Arrow's not dead. Um. 
or and or all of or, or, hang on what happened <laughs> Who, i can't i can't remember what what did, what did roy do uh well roy like he sacrificed himself as uh as the arrow like he was supposed to be dead or whatever arrow ha- isn't necessarily back because oliver never really went out in the arrow gear did he uh he was out in the league of assassins gear this is true. Okay, yeah. Detective true. Lance knows that uh, Roy wasn't actually Arrow, and so he knew to call Felicity um, and tell her that uh, Oliver was about to get shot. Um, and so I don't know, man. It's, it, there's a lot. Like it's really twisted and really strange. Um, as far as everybody knows, the Arrow is still dead, though. Um, Detective Lance is, is the only one. Quentin is the only one. Who knows that he's not, uh, who isn't already on Team Arrow. That's true. Okay, so that clears that up for me. All right. Yep. I, under- I understand that. Um, the other thing is, we. so now Roy and um, Felicity and Oliver have now all left the city. Yep, gone. On the road is, again. It's, it's just like, all, which, I mean, honestly, let me let me just be honest here. I think my favorite parts of this season were whenever Oliver was gone and mm-hmm. the era, team era was taking care of the city. Yep. And I mean, it was fun. Like, honestly, like, I hate to say it, but take Oliver out of the picture, out of the show, I'd still watch the show. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I love Stephen Amell, and I love Oliver Queen, and I love the Arrow. And, but this season, um, some of, I think, the fans' favorite uh, characters on the show have actually been some of the things that have been holding them back a little bit. Um, the idea of like Oliver being such a brooding kind of like, I mean, this whole season, like the producers have said that this season's theme was identity. And, uh, and that was very obvious from the very, very beginning that Oliver was having this identity crisis with who is arrow, who is Oliver queen, blah, blah, blah. And then Maceo was said like, man can't live by two names and things like early on in the season. And it's, like all of these things were true and it drug on for a really long time and to the point where like Oliver not knowing who he was or where he was standing was causing him to lash out at his friends and the people on his his team um and not you know he like where he refused to train Laurel and he refused to let Thea do something and it's like he he like was trying to uh basically control team Arrow as heavily as Rachel Ghoul was trying to control Oliver and to control the guy people in the league. Um, so, I mean, like it, it begs the question of like, if this whole season, Oliver has kind of been a brooding jerk, you know, to a certain extent, whenever he's been dealing with his team. So you wonder, does that baggage carry on to season three I, or season four? Rather, I really kind of hope not, you know? Yeah. Um, the other character who is uh, who kind of felt like this season like was <sighs> kind of a one note character was Felicity, um, where it's it, she her her and, and because she was so closely tied to Oliver this season, it felt like Oliver and and the drama that was going on with him was dragging her character down with it um, to a certain extent. Where we have like the whole Elicity thing, where you have like uh, where you have fans that really want them to be together, and then this whole season we have this huge season. I mean, it was like you know twenty three episodes worth of like uh, of this like half in half out situation because of the identity crisis and because of the fact that this season's theme was identity and 
you know, I don't know. It's just it very much like there were some weird things about this this season. The things that I loved about this season and the things that I loved in this episode even, um, like you said, whenever whenever Oliver got, kind of got out of the way, Team Arrow functioned like a, not only like a, a functioning superhero team should, but like a functioning friendship and functioning family kind of would, right. would, would be. And where you have Laurel, who... On season two was just one of one of the the fans uh, least popular characters, and uh, they the writers admitted not knowing what to do with Laurel in season two. That was largely fixed in season three here. Like I mean, it, while early on we did struggle with the whole Oliver won't train me thing, and then where am I getting my training? It very much came down to um, her being awesome. Like the second right. half of this season, whenever she became the Black Canary and figured out who she was, whenever she wasn't grappling with identity anymore, she became a fun character um, and interacted well, that, really fun with Diggle and everybody else. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's that's the I guess the bright light of the tunnel moving forward is like okay, a lot of like a lot of the things that um, have been frustrating over the past, some of them over the past three years. Yeah. Um, are not present anymore. You know, Lowell yeah. knows who she is. She's a really cool superhero. Finally, um, let's you know we can talk about Thea. Like she's yeah. all of a sudden now she's speedy, which is yeah. amazing. Like this is something I've been waiting for for you know three years now. Yeah, and, since since, uh, uh, since the first podcast that we did about this show, uh, you've been right. rooting for that. We've been we've talked about you know the fact that Diggle uh, Diggle's getting. Um, a new suit next season. Um, some of the producers have, have, uh, have revealed. And so yeah. it's like, you know, that's cool. Uh, Oliver's kind of like done, you know, not trusting his team. Hopefully, like hopefully. He, yeah. I mean, because that's always been the frustrating thing. And, and that's been the frustrating thing for, they've called it out several times. Like Oliver, like, even this episode, Oliver, why'd you lie to us? Why'd you trust Malcolm instead of us? And he's like, well, I didn't think I'd, you know, even be alive at this point to even have right. this conversation. So well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which and is he, a terrible, he, he used terrible the, r- the stock excuse that I think this show and flash sometimes use, which is I was protecting you. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible excuse and it's a terrible reason, you know, and, yeah. but you know, we use it anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, but hopefully he's past that. Cause now he's all of a sudden he's like, well, I can trust you with the city because, um, hang on. What was the, what was the line here? Let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't write that one down. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's like we are fixing things. And it's like if, if one thing will gives me hope about the show is that because Laurel was so like mishandled last season and then this season they like they fixed all of that. It gives me hope that Felicity, while I feel like she was mishandled this season because she was tied so closely, strangely uh, with the with uh, Oliver and his whole, you know, brooding drama it just seems like they could fix that next season and and like so the problems that happen with this show it they fix them and like that's amazing about it like i I love that aspect of it like while there always has been something to to think about and go hmm i wish i wish they wouldn't handle that character this way there's always something else to go oh my goodness this is amazing you know like thea suiting up and becoming speedy and i love the the, even like the snarky remark where, where she's like i'm thinking about you know calling myself the red arrow and he's like i've already told everybody to call you speedy <laughs> and yeah. uh it's just that's just hilarious you know yeah which is awesome i like that a lot well i mean so the thing is uh, i couldn't find the quote but you know oliver basically tells them hey i don't need to be the this city's hero anymore because they have you right and uh and so you know he's he basically is just like saying okay i'm gonna trust you with this although yeah. like you know they that that's minus felicity who has been there like 
eyes and ears. That's minus Roy, who he you know trains to help take care of the city. So honestly, like the team really only consists of Diggle and um, Speedy and maybe Ray. And Laurel, I mean, and uh, uh, Black Laurel. Canary. That's true. I mean, That's we have true. the Laurel. same number of people that we've always had. Um, and for a while there, obviously, it was only uh, Diggle and uh, and Felicity and Oliver. And so it's like it can, it can operate on very few people. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's like we're, we're down a little bit. But it's nice that they've inspired people. Um, one question I did have is like, where's Wildcat in this episode? Um, we didn't That's have, true. It, we haven't seen him since, uh, what, what episode was it that? Was, I guess it was earlier this season whenever Oliver was gone that first time. It was whenever, yeah, it was whenever he was gone and, uh, that, um, gangster taking over the city. Yeah. I mean, but this is the thing we, we, at some point established that Wildcat's kind of a selfish individual and the reason he was doing it in the first place was kind of a selfish reason. And I don't think he's necessarily like emotionally, ready to be a hero yet. I don't think he's been really established as a hero. Right. And But it's just weird that the last thing I think we saw of him was he had gotten beaten up pretty hard after uh, after that big battle earlier this season, and we didn't really see him again after that. And so well, like, there was some kind of know. conversation between him and, and Detective Lance, if I remember correctly. That's right. Where he and said so something about, yeah, where he said something about, hey, you're, you're, uh, you've got a rap sheet. You know, it's like, don't, don't step out of line again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember that. So, I mean, that makes sense. It makes sense that he wouldn't be a vigilante because he's already known as a vigilante, you know? Right, and and hung up his jacket as a vigilante. Like, he was done. He wasn't going to do it anymore. Right, um, right. And uh, and and also, yeah, I, now, that I, now that you said that, it was Detective Lance saying, you know, basically stay away from my daughter, stop training my daughter. That's, you know, whenever Laurel had to switch to, first no one was training her and then Nissa was training her. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um... Yeah, I mean, this episode was there was a lot of stuff in it. Uh, we had the the fight scene on the plane. We, Oliver crash landed the plane. Um, Nissa, I felt like was a very underused asset this uh, this episode, though. Yeah, um, and we still don't really know what like what's the status of her and Oliver's wedding. You know, like well, is it just I mean, kind of like invalidated now that like you know he's he's betrayed the league. Dude, know, I guarantee that. Like, I mean, what who would have like legit like legitimized that wedding? The the you know. The government of Nandapar well, Bot. I, I mean, it's I just I don't mean that, but like, okay, if I'm the league and like I've done this, you know, made done this wedding, like you would think that the league would force him to stay in it. You know, not what I mean? if not if Malcolm Merlin is uh, is the the leader of the league now. I mean, Malcolm. I mean, I guess I guess Malcolm. Yeah, I guess Malcolm could say, hey, don't worry about it. You know, like right. Well, that, it's that, like okay, that, so, that's the other thing that we had, we discussed on a previous episode was that. Um, it was like, well, how how easy is it going to be to disband this thing or to do whatever with this thing? And for Malcolm to now take it over, it seems like a very uh, <laughs> seems like, like this big loophole of like he tortured me with his sword, yeah. and then I escaped. And <laughs> so it's like obviously the prophecy is fulfilled enough. But I mean, if you're uh, one of the assassins, one of the assassin members, I mean. I, I don't know. I, I almost just think, like that's just a like that's a weird way to get out. You know, that's a weird way for this guy to be our our you know leader that we follow unquestioningly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I like I'm also really skeptical as Malcolm as um as the leader of the League of Assassins, and this is why. Like number one, 
never been a huge fan of Malcolm. Like he's just he's just constantly someone you can't trust. I'm glad he's out of Starling City, and I'm sure Oliver is too. Mm-hmm. He's out of Thea's life, and at least Thea knows like not to trust him anymore. Um, but this is the thing. Like I do, I wouldn't trust him. I didn't trust him as not the leader of the League of Assassins, <laughs> and now I definitely don't trust him as the leader of League oh, of Assassins. Man. You well, know, and uh, Oliver did say, you know, like, hey, we're 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 cool until uh, you do something stupid with the league, right? Well, and okay, so what's he gonna do with the league now? Because like, in he even lied to everybody whenever he was talking to everybody aside from Oliver about their plan. Like, yeah. I mean, that was like even a side deal where he's like, you know, whereas you know, like we planned, and he gives him the ring, you know, and so, <laughs> so it's just so strange, dude. It was a. Uh, such a weird uh, thing for, for to happen, and honestly, I mean, does anybody else know about this other than Nissa? Like, I almost think uh, that Diggle and the rest of the team probably doesn't know because, like, all uh, Malcolm told them we are dismantling the league from w- within, and they're not dismantling right. the league; they're just changing the leader. Right. And, well, and and the thing is, well, in in Malcolm's mind, he probably thinks he is dismantling dismantling the league. He thinks he's changing the league for the better, I'm sure. Right. Like, he always has these like noble ideas in his mind of what he's doing is true. The right thing to do. And so like I'm Earth sure he machines. thinks that it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he thinks that it's um changing the league from inside and he maybe he is. He's changing it more in his image, which is not really a good thing. Yeah, they're just um, gonna my, lie to everyone. My my other biggest fear is like I don't I don't want next season you know, to be focused on the League of Assassins, and now we go back up against Malcolm Merlin. I honestly am okay if Malcolm Merlin pops in maybe twice next right. season. Right. Um, definitely don't want to have to deal with the league again. Like it's it's just like it's kind of old old territory. Although, let's talk about um, Legends of Tomorrow for a second. In the trailer for that, we see uh, Katie Lotz. Um, yep. And we knew being... that she had been cast uh, as someone in the uh, Legend, like the spinoff show. I think we didn't know the title at the time. Right, but we see we see her in the um, in the 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 the, well, the water the Lazarus, the Lazarus pit. pits. Yep, and she comes back out and she's the white canary, you know. And so, like in some way, the league is still around. Like we'll yep. possibly see it there. Like um, I honestly think, like the Legends of Tomorrow show, like the first like twenty thirty minutes will be them like assembling the team. You know, I think it will be you know kind of like or maybe fifteen. You know, like they'll at least spend a, a, a substantial amount of time showing where all these people are coming from. Right. Right, and it's, I, also, it, I, I mean, I, I and obviously know. they acquire them specifically for um, this team because I mean, you know, Rip Hunter's there and stuff. So obviously, like they they re- they revive her and they bring all of these people in, and you wonder like what's because they say like if you get revived from the pits, like you're not the same person, you're not the same, and so I just wonder yeah. what that means. And I love Katie Lots and her, and I I was shocked and. I've missed her character all season. You know, she brought a level yeah. of awesomeness and a level of uh, of character diversity to the show um, that I've missed. And so it's nice to see her back. And uh, yeah. and so like even in the action sequence of that trailer, it's like she the way that they they do her action scenes and the way that they shoot them are just just fast and furious and amazing. So I'm yeah, excited I mean, for that. That's that's something that we haven't like we didn't touch on with Thea like we didn't follow up on is the fact like you know the Lazarus pits change you you're not the same right. person you know and that kind of stuff like we didn't really explain that we didn't really like show how it has affected Thea if if at all like right. maybe that maybe that's something we'll deal with uh, next season you know like as a member of the team maybe she you know we delve into her past a little bit more it'd be cool to see some Thea flashbacks oh man um, that'd be awesome. 
I, I even wonder if we spend, you know, a substantial amount of the, like, especially like maybe the first episode back without Oliver, like, and maybe everything, everything kind of goes to crap and uh, he has to step in and fix it all. I would be cool with that. Like I, I foresee the ideal situation. I foresee kind of a, 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 Batman like Dark Knight Rises uh, situation like the beginning of that movie whenever he comes out of retirement or whatever like I think like that potentially could could be something that we're facing here where they encounter something maybe in the first episode or something that that is larger than they can handle or or you know that maybe Oliver gets sucked back in Oliver and Felicity get sucked back in somehow um, from where they're at like the, some trouble finds them in some way. Um, and so like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I think that maybe we see that sort of situation where we, maybe Oliver's gone for a while. And honestly, like we saw earlier this season, like we've said numerous times, the show can stand on its own without the arrow, without Oliver. Um, because the characters are so interesting and so amazing. Um, so I don't know, man. It's 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 interesting to to think about that and to think about, hey, what would the first episode, maybe the first two episodes, be like with you know out Oliver and Felicity there, um, and, and what that team could look like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let me think. One other thing that I wanted to mention. Um, there there was a moment. Let me see. In the flashbacks. Um where at the end of everything at the end of of all of this stuff and, and honestly like the flashbacks felt kind of uh not really shoe, shoehorned in necessarily but yes but like all together like it could have been in last episode like last episode's flashbacks and this this episode's flashbacks were basically just like sweeping up the the loose ends from last right. week i mean we knew I mean, what was we already knew from last week what was going to happen um because yeah. like because tatsu and uh and maseo's storyline had basically come to a conclusion last week honestly like if i was uh, if uh, i've expressed before my kind of dislike of the flashbacks at this point and i feel like yeah. they are kind of misused and they're you know they, they should be utilizing them differently um but honestly like if if i was kind of looking at this season i would have used this opportunity and you know, like everything kind of wrapped up in the flashbacks last week and then this is such a such a huge episode mm-hmm. i I probably would have used this this uh, this opportunity to do away with the flashbacks and like yeah. okay well now we're gonna focus all on this and then in the series moving forward we only use flashbacks whenever like on specific episodes whenever it serves that specific episode's plot right um, as opposed to shoehorning a completely unrelated uh, story in and I I mean. The only the only question I have, you know, honestly, like I don't, obviously they're not going to do that, and so we'll probably have flashbacks again next year. But you know, like, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, he's yeah. got to get back to the island at some point. Yeah, and on that note, um, uh, super fan Chris Dennison actually tweeted at us, and he said, uh, he said. He basically posited the idea. He said, holy fill in the blank. Uh, are they going to introduce us to Hal Jordan in next season's flashbacks? We know from the flash he's created uh, or crashed his plane. Why did I say created? He's clear crashed his plane in current time. Now we can meet pilot Hal before that happens. It totally fits. And that's like in, in reference to uh, Oliver getting on, on the boat on that ship. Um, right. And so like that, you know, it's, it's maybe that happens. I don't know. Like that would be incredible if that happened. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. Honestly, though, what I feel like if they do that, that would serve is um, 
a Green Lantern show started in 2017. Correct. Um, we like we talked on the Flash a little bit about you know like I don't you know I I don't see DC making another Green Lantern movie anytime soon, and they've announced you know movies through 2020 something whatever Correct. it is, and uh, there is no Green Lantern movie planned, and so like I could see them saying, well, this seems like a property. Let's try to make it work on television, you know, like, and see what happens. And uh, let's mm-hmm. let it kind of be another spinoff. You know, if, if these shows keep being successful, if they launch Legends of Tomorrow and it's just as successful as Flash and Arrow, I, I totally see them doing another spinoff show in 2017. And honestly, like a big name like Green Air, or sorry, Green Lantern would be super, super uh, exciting and, and I think would have a lot of buzz around it. Correct. And I mean, at the very least, audience would tune in on TV because there's there's no cost of entry for that. But yeah. uh, but like a you know if they put out another Green Lantern movie or even like a uh, movie with Green Lantern in it, I almost think like immediately audiences are like, eh, is this tied to the Green Lantern that happened back? Because that movie wasn't very you know. I almost think like the skepticism and the amount of uh, of of interest goes down at that point. If if the Green Lantern occurs in the movies anytime soon, I think that there's not going to be a huge buzz about it. There's not going to be a big like excitement about it. But if he occurs in the TV, it's like that's that's immediately going to generate tons of buzz, tons of uh, of excitement from the fans. So. That right. that could very well happen, dude. Well, and and the thing is, like, I'm not gonna say that you know the success of the Flash um, caused DC to say that, that they wanted to do another Flash a Flash movie, but it surely sure didn't help or hurt having right. like a, a very successful show right off the bat and saying, okay, let's let's make a Flash movie, include him in the Justice League, like all this kind of stuff, right? Um, and it just and it, and it blows my mind that you know DC can't get a character like Hal Jordan right. Like they should, and honestly, if if any world can do it, it's this one where he feels a little more grounded than the, than the movie did, and he uh, he fits in with these other characters, you know, especially as we move into like where there's tr- time travel and flight and like I mean space travel just seems like kind of like the next step. Right, right. You know, and it's like the the uh, what's interesting about. The Green Lantern. Well, that movie, like, it, it didn't get it right. But there have been so many other media's that have gotten it right. Like, like the Justice League cartoon um, uh, on on Cartoon Network from back in the day. Like the the John Stewart there, he was awesome. And Hal Jordan, even like from uh, there's been other uh, Green Green Lanterns, um, like comics or or not comics, but but the uh, cartoons. And it's like they've gotten it right. So it's like it's you can do it and do it in a way that works, but it's like, for some reason, the movie just like, they just tried to cram too much stuff into it. It just didn't, didn't feel right. So, um, I'd be excited to see it. Um, as far as that goes, I almost think his, his personality is very similar to the way we had Ray Palmer this season. So I, I, I don't necessarily want to see a ton of that. Um, uh, I don't want to just like see Ray go away and a character come in that has Ray's uh, same kind of personality and demeanor. So um, that kind of happy go lucky, whatever, you know, jokester type situation. Yeah. Um, but on that note, I do did uh, see an interview with uh, one of the show's creators who mentioned that next season will have a noticeably brighter tone. Um, not so bright as the flash, but brighter. Uh, because he said like what happened, he's like, and we don't regret a thing, but what happened this season, he said is that whenever you open a season by killing off one of your main characters and by a fan favorite character, he said the rest of the season just 
it it can't help but have a certain tone to it, a certain vibe to it. And he said like that was a very dark place, and it was a very you know. Uh, yeah, it was just too dark. And he said, you know, but next season he's like, because shows kind of ebb and flow and they have to have a, they have to have, you know, cycles. He said, next season's going to be a, a little bit brighter. And I, I can tell you, I am, I'm pretty much all in for that. That sounds great. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honest to, to be completely honest, until we hit the kind of Batman esque portions of Arrow, I enjoyed watching Flash more. I think I even said that on on these podcasts. You know, yeah. Like, it's it was just such a fun show and such a just a, a fast paced kind of like um, uplifting show that I'm like man and then I'm gonna dive into the darkness that is Arrow yeah and kind of a drab I, yeah where I, while I don't mind that like I honestly like there's there was I I need to go back and rewatch the episodes you know with whenever Oliver's gone like there was just this kind of Batman kind of quality like where yeah these bad things are happening um, and you know it's kind of like a it was like a I think I like it whenever, you know, you're fighting crime and institutional kind of evil, but not whenever you've just got a ticked off, you know, police captain after you, you know, like right. whenever Lance is, I, I honestly hope Lance kind of like clears his head a little. Um, and, and we, you know, we kind of dealt with that a little bit this episode, you know, he's back to drinking again and he got called out by Laurel on it yeah. and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But I kind of hope that we don't spend a lot of time on that because honestly, like that's going back to like season two kind of Laurel territory yeah and i don't and detective lance is such a great character i don't want to devolve into that Mm -hmm. um but like yeah like adding a lighter tone to arrow like can definitely help it out i think yeah um especially in light of like looks like legends of tomorrow is gonna be a fun show as well oh yeah it's definitely taking that brighter kind of uh more cheeky tone to uh to it um and I, I, I wanted to mention the whole uh, Quentin thing with the, with the drinking and stuff. So I don't know if, if we've really dealt with his character all the way yet. I know he kind of snapped out of, uh, out of his uh, relapse into uh, alcoholism for a second to help out. Um, and that was a pretty powerful scene with him and uh, him and Laurel. But it, he's obviously we haven't had the moment where he fully forgives Laurel. Um, and you know, I just I really would like to see that happen. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see if that happens and when potentially that might happen uh, in season season four. So I don't know, man. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, is that everything? Did we deal? Did we deal with everything? We unpack it all. Is there anything I left to so. unpack? Like, uh, yeah, I think we've talked about we've talked about everything in this episode. We've kind of wrapped up the loose ends, and uh, we've uh, we've done a lot of um, kind of thinking about what what next season is going to be like. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for next season. I'm uh, I'm excited that this universe is expanding, and that that we've got the Legends of Tomorrow coming up and things. Um, I also am excited that that this season is kind of wrapped up like as 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 much as i love the show and as as much as it was uh it's a pleasure to to do to watch the show and then to to do the podcast too it's like you've also like the show this season has felt like not nearly as as uh as fun and, and as as much of a like 
a great time to to on the show. Like it just has seemed very very kind of off kilter a little bit because of the whole identity thing and because you know Arrow didn't really know who he was and we had a lot of stuff going on with uh, relationships and things. Like it just it, there was a lot of stuff in this season that I I look back on and I'm like, man, we have a lot of baggage in this season that we didn't have necessarily in season one and uh, we didn't have as much of in season two even. Right. I mean, I will say though, if I was going to rank the seasons in terms of like how much I enjoyed them or how good I think they are, I think season one still is still the best. And Mm -hmm. now then season three and season two, I think was, was the low point so far. Um, It just reached them super, super lows, you know, Uh, there was a couple Laurel. Yeah. And, but, but you know, like, I do think that season two had a better um, season finale and build to the season finale with the death of Moira and all that kind of stuff. Oh, man. Slade. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it was. Me. Yeah, I know. It was just, it was a crazy time. Yeah. Um, granted, they killed someone off this season. It just happened crazy earlier. So say, like, say Sarah had, had um, kind of, they kept her till to die now. Like, I, I wouldn't really work with the plot, but like, yeah. say, you know, they had killed someone off here in the season finale or close to the season finale. Like maybe it would have felt more consequential. Yeah. Um, we almost thought that someone was dying in that, you know, like Oliver was not arrow anymore. Right. Um, and, and honestly, like the kind of riding off to the sunset thing, I think is kind of meant to be like, well, is he going to be arrow? Well, of course he's going to be arrow. The show's his show. Like, well, and we also so, have seen the legends of tomorrow, a uh, trailer where he's standing exactly. there in the, in the thing. However, Stephen Amell has said, like in, in some, uh, interview, um, before that, that trailer launched or whatever, he said something about like, he won't, won't, won't have this, like he won't put on the suit again. Um, or he won't be arrow, again and i don't know if that means like that that can mean a a vat like a lot of things like does that mean he gets a new suit does that mean he becomes the quote-unquote green arrow like there's a lot of like loopholes within the statement that he made um about like not being arrow anymore so um so yeah i mean obviously like it's he's gonna be back as arrow he's gonna shoot a bow and arrow at some point chris um yeah exactly i mean he and he's not gonna just gonna sit up and you know and like maybe the sit around in the arrow cave just telling everybody else where to go. Like there will be something that brings him back and it will be awesome and we'll have you know some super awesome action sequences again. I just I hope we see For Roy sure. again. For sure, like, that's the oh, person yeah. I want to see again. Oh my gosh! And like to see him, I would love to see this. And and while the Legends of Tomorrow looks amazing, I almost like the idea of like a team up show where like every couple of weeks, like you have going arcs or something, and every couple of weeks you have a a different type of team up and things. And I would love to see him and Thea, uh, an Arsenal and Speedy uh, team up. That yeah, would be so be, much fun. Them running that'd around, be super awesome. Oh, it'd be so cool. Maybe in um, maybe in uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Maybe in Legends of Tomorrow. That would be so cool. Um, last thing I'll say is, yeah, you're right. Like beginning with Sarah's death and like that being the big death this season uh, is really it was it was interesting. And honestly, like looking back at it, it's it was largely inconsequential to where we ended up this season. Um, yeah. It was definitely where we started, but it, it didn't have almost anything to do with how we ended up. And so, like. It, that kind of is 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 somewhat frustrating if you look at the look at that and uh, and as a season arc, um, as that being the inciting incident and this being the wrap up, that doesn't really work. And honestly, there was really was not a ton of wrap up other than saying, "Oh, we know who did it," uh, to her death. So the the hunt for the you know Sarah Lance's killer really it was very anticlimactic. Right. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, it drove a lot of the plot early on, but yeah, yeah anticlimactic in the fact that like you didn't feel you didn't want retribution whenever you found out who it was. You right, know? and and even like blaming Malcolm, we didn't get retribution. Um, I know. know, like, and that and that's the thing. Like, you know, Malcolm's still painted as kind of like, oh, he's kind of a good guy. You know, like, uh, I compare him to the way that they're kind of dealing with. Um, Dr. Wells and The Flash, although Dr. Wells, like, they do a way better job of making you like him. Yeah, making you like do. a murderous fool, you know, where it's like, Malcolm is just the, is the unlikable murderer, you know? Well, and it's, and it's, and it's also like, yes, he's evil, but he doesn't, he's not really portrayed like that. He's just really annoying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's like he's 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 evil and he is very evil. Um, but it's just he like the likable side of that. Like it's it's Harrison Wells has a likable side to him um, where he, he genuinely cares about people. But every time that Malcolm says he cares about Thea, you're just you're like, you are a liar. Right. <laughs> you, you do not care about anyone, right. you know, so. Before we jump into quotes, I wanted to point out that um, we had talked a few episodes back about the producers um, basically saying this is the end of a trilogy. Like, this yeah. is kind of a, a trilogy. And I love the way that they, they ended it with the, uh, the my name is Oliver Queen. After five years in hell, I returned home with only one goal to save my city. And I did. I became a hero who helped people. But now it's time for me to become, to be someone else. It's time for me to be something else. And, you know, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm excited for where that's headed, and I'm uh, I'm I'm on the whole. This season was awesome, and uh, we really have enjoyed doing the podcast here. So yeah. we'll say a little bit more about that after the quotes. Here's the or first of all, how many hoods do you put up for this one, Chris? Oh, uh, I I'm, uh, I'll give it four and a half hoods. I'm sitting right at the four and a half line. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like a full five would have been if we could answer some of these other questions that we have. But uh, but yeah, it's it, it definitely felt like a four and a halfer. Yep. Um, quotes. I have a couple of quotes. We have um, for three years, it was Oliver talking to Diggle. And there was a, a moment there where Diggle basically... Uh, still doesn't trust Oliver and, uh, and that's, and rightfully so it's like he kidnapped his, uh, his wife left his, uh, daughter in the the house by herself for who knows how long and basically let in a bunch of assassins into Diggle's home with his family and uh, defense, defenseless baby. Um, who knows what could have happened in that situation. So obviously Diggle is holding a grudge, but, uh, but Oliver says to him, he says for three years, you've been a rock. The city's rock, my rock. For three years, you've been the person I can count on, and like that's so true. And and Diggle is that character, and I I really uh, I am excited for where Diggle potentially could end up too. Um, the drama between Diggle and Oliver this this time it I it's it's it felt good. Um, it, it exemplifies the whole Oliver kind of being weird and brooding this season, but it was, you know, it was nice to see, uh, their relationship put, get some stress put on it and see where that ends up. Yeah. Then we have, uh, the city's under attack must be may from, uh, from, uh, detective Lance whenever, uh, whenever Felicity calls him. So, yeah. And then we have the last one. We have Don't Fight to Die, Fight to Live from uh, Felicity to Oliver. That was a pivotal turning point uh, in this episode. And I loved, like, that's that's something that, you know, remember back whenever he fought uh, Roz the first time? Yeah. You know, he basically said, you know, like, um, he's basically saying I'm ready to die, you know? Yeah. like, And 
that's a completely different mindset than what she kind of instilled in him. And I like that. Um, yeah. That he was he was he was fighting to live this time. Not not just fighting. He's not. Before it was like I'm willing to die for those I love. Yeah. And but more like this time it's like I'm willing to actually live for those I love. For sure. And and you look at like both times that he's tried to beat. Uh, Raish. It's been like you said. Like, I am willing to die for those that I love, and then this time he said, "I'm going to die for those that I love." At the beginning of the episode, because he was supposed right. to sacrifice himself in the plane crash, but then right. he, you know, whenever she turns this around on him and, and says, "Don't fight to die, fight to live," you know, that's uh, you know, it it was the just what he needed to defeat uh, Raish. So yeah. Well, that's it, man. That's that's all the quotes I have. That's this season, man. I'm, uh, it's it, I have mixed feelings. I'm sad. Yeah, like, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's been our our lives for the past uh, past few months. So. Yeah. Uh, but we will be back in the fall. Um, thank you so much for listening to uh, to all these episodes and uh, listening to us, spending time with us each and every week. Um, be sure to stay tuned to our normal podcast, Stay on mm-hmm. Target, um, during the summer. Uh, this week we're talking about. Um, Tomorrowland. We're reviewing Tomorrowland, and so uh, that'll be a, a cool um, piece. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, you can also check out our uh, review f- of the Flash finale and uh, uh, what we thought, you know, about that show over the past the whole first season, and then where we where we think it will go next season. Yeah, um, you can check us out on Stitcher and on uh, iTunes. Yeah, and always online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com. There it is. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that's it for this week. We'll see you next season on Arrow on Target. Target.